Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is the three amigos. And let me just say it right here, right now. The three amigos are here for you, but you need to do us a favor. You need to subscribe today, right now. Hit pause to three channels. One rental at a time, Lumberjack Landlord and Dion, Dion Talk. Do us a favor. We give you, we probably give you collectively 20 hours or so a week together with everything. So do us a favor. Matt, how about you? I'm just super excited to be here. I'm just excited I made the top three list of channels that you wanted me to people to subscribe to. There you like, go. That, I mean, that was a win. There you go. <laughs> Fine. And Dion? Howdy. Doing great. Ready for round three. So I have a good news, bad news topic. Obviously, we have seen lots of inflation for a while. It's been on my daily financial news for at least nine or 12 months now. Uh, I just want people to realize we have evidence. We have proof. We have actually officially beaten inflation before. I think a lot of people kind of um, think it's you know raising interest rates a little bit, and then suddenly inflation will be crushed. Uh, but I have bad news. So I guess we'll go to that topic first. How Dion, we'll go to you first. How is inflation really hitting you? You obviously run a business, you have rentals, you're probably seeing it every day. Uh, how real is inflation in your world? So the running a business inflation is a challenge because we have wage inflation and we have fuel, that's a truck driving school. So we have fuel inflation, insurance inflation, even registration and heavyweight tax inflation. But how high can you raise prices? So the, the PPI versus the C, you know, the cost to running a business is going up much faster than you can increase or justify prices to the public. Mm -hmm. So that's a challenge. And this is why I run a CDL school and I'm a W2 employee. <laughs> I am not an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm an investor. I invest in real estate and about a year ago, made a video called A Hedge Against Inflation. This is why you buy rental properties. And earlier this week, I did a live stream where I covered exactly how much I made for my rental that I had a little over a year. So I've had it about a year and two months. And cash flow was around $23,000. I'm super happy. That was that was the 20 something percent return on cash flow. Um, to do the math on that, because it was a lot. <laughs> but because of inflation, which imp impacts the price of assets that appreciate, mm -hmm. the actual gain with appreciation, principal pay down and cash flow was $131,000 on one property in a portfolio of seven. So I can't imagine the numbers that you guys are experiencing, but to a W2 employee who 10 years ago, $17 an hour was the income you know, with debt and single parent with three kids to sit back and go with this property, I've had two phone calls. An HVAC system needed uh, addressed, and uh, I had to do a hydro jet on a septic system. So two things in a year. That's it. The whole, the whole thing I've had that $131,000 gain because of inflation. And, and yes, inflation sucks. It impacts people in negative ways. And, and, the, and the, 
the less money we make, the more it impacts our life. So I don't like inflation beyond you know, the two to 3% that the Fed shoots for. But when you have it, if you could pick the side of the fence to be on, it is the side of the, with the appreciating assets for me every time. Yeah, I mean, I have a shirt right on my site that says, I use inflation to get rich, ask me how. It's the only people that got rich in the 1970s are the people that bought houses in 70 and 71. It was that simple. The 70s sucked. <clears throat> And I think we are about to repeat that decade, but one rental at a time works. So uh, yeah, pretty crazy. So Matt, how about, how about you? You've had some really impactful uh, inflation as well. Um, I love inflation. <laughs> inflation, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> I love inflation. I mean, honestly, I look, I look at it and there, there's personally, I hate inflation because chicken, uh steak like you all of these things are not so crazy prices mm -hmm. like and supply chain like supply chain and what and how inflation is impacting that rice krispies people rice <laughs> krispies the lumberjack can't get rice krispies it is unfortunate wow because that is how i like to start my day in many cases having breakfast with my kids yeah and i don't like sugary cereals i like old man cereals rice krispies crispix think grains, think wheats. Okay. So that's it. And not being able to get that, or when I can get it, I literally have to take out second mortgages now to buy rice crispy. <laughs> it's nuts. That's it's not nuts. These numbers are ridiculous. Like six bucks for a box is here or, or the price stayed exactly the same. The boxes like this cereal boxes, like this size. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like it's the same price. It's it's a it's twenty percent the product. Of course, it's the same price. It's nuts. It's one bowl of cereal now. Holy yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm gonna buy a cow and I'm <laughs> gonna start planting rice out here in a patty. Like it's nuts. The numbers are crazy. But the business side of me, I look at my. I mean, I I made seven figures last year just on the appreciation of my portfolio. Now, yeah. I'm not giggly about it because I went to the store to try and buy that Rice Krispies that I wanted and they wouldn't take the equity in my house for the Rice Krispies that they did not have. Yes. So I'm a little stuck. But if, if push comes to shove, yeah, I kind of love it just a little bit because again, as those assets inflate, Michael, you and I have taken a lot of money off the table. We've taken a lot of money out of, these, out of the equity of these properties. And I tell you, this morning, I did six walkthroughs for appraisals. And every once in a while, the appraiser had to look at me and go, why are you giggling? And I was like, because I know what the number's going to be. It's going to be huge. <laughs> going to be huge. And I was like, and he laughed and he goes, you're so funny. And I was like, not as funny as what that number's going to look like. <laughs> and that's the thing is, you know, you can, you can, the, 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 the wealth gap is not a wealth gap. It's an asset gap. Mm. That's what the gap is. It's assets. Rich people get much richer because they own assets and assets inflate or they appreciate. That's how it works. And don't tell me that your car is an asset. If you tell me your car is an asset, you're the first part of that word. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not an asset. It yeah. isn't. It's a depreciating asset. That's what it is. Yeah. And so I look at it and just say, I'm super excited about what the next year, two years are going to hold because I've done everything I can to prep myself. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to celebrate and flip everybody the bird that told me I was an idiot 
driving to the bank. Mm-hmm. I don't need the joy. It, it's it's not joyful for me to for their loss. Right. I just had an awesome net gain that I was like, you know what? I did the work. I spent the time. I I I am not gonna not celebrate because I might make somebody else feel bad. Because no, it's not about the decision that they made. It's about the decision I made. And I think that that's what I want young investors to hear. Mm-hmm. You, it's not, it's not a zero sum game. If you win, they don't have to lose. Yeah, exactly. If you win, they don't have to lose, but invest your time. And now when you work through it and understand the numbers and you're now better than so many of those real estate agents that are out there, better than the appraisers that are out there, how do appraisers, how do appraisers not buy rental property. How, how, if you've been doing it for five years and had any appraisals on rentals, how do you, how have you not been buying property? Same thing with brokers. What is it? 90% of brokers don't own real estate. Why, why, why are you that bad at what you do? Like you do, you're supposed to be doing all this market research. So people need to hear you're on the right track. You're doing the right stuff. All of this time, money, effort, energy, you're investing. Holy cow. It's going to absolutely be nuts for you. Just keep on doing that work and pick your spots. You don't have to pick 10 deals. You have to pick one and then the next one. And then the next one, and you do them when they're good, they look right and you're positioned. Well, there's one thing that I would, I would hope we would get across to new investors. And it's something that's probably topic worthy on its own video my entire life, so our entire lives, it has always seemed like it's not the right time to buy real estate. It's always been too expensive or rates are 20%, so nobody should buy, or the crash is coming or the crash happened, so it's never going to recover. No matter what year you look at, there was a large group of people saying, this is not the time to buy real estate. If you do buy and hold, and your plan is a long timeline, it's always the right time to buy a great deal. So hopefully yeah. we can get that across. Yes. Yeah. So then the last thing I want to kind of pivot here is, is whoever they are, the Fed, the government, the powers that be, whatever, the, the, the man behind the curtain, we know how to beat inflation because we've done it before. Yep. I don't think we have the stones to do it. This is how you beat inflation. You have to take the short end rate, the Fed rate, above inflation. Ooh. And the last time we did that, Inflation was 14.4%. Yeah. And, and Paul Volcker had the stones to take the short-term rate to 20. So he was, he was roughly speaking 40% above inflation. So again, that, that is a consumer behavior. Why did he do that? Because he wanted to incent savings and to stop spending. Mike, do we know if rents went down in that, in that 70s model? Flat, flat. Rents were flat. Yeah, rents. And the problem we have with the seventies, when we pretty much doubled rates, took it up to twenty percent, was the government didn't have as much debt as it has now, and the majority of the government's debt right now is one to two year amortized. I think it's it's going to reset interest rates in a year or two. So you're right; they don't have the stones, and they. So I don't know that the current leadership would have the stones to have done it then. They definitely don't have the stones to do it now. Yeah. So in why, because again, it inflation can be beaten. You take the short end of the curve above whatever the inflation rate is. So if you want to magically believe 7% is inflation, which I don't think any of us believe, but let's just say it's accurate. That means the short end, it doesn't have to go to 20 if it's at seven, 
Maybe it goes to 10, 10 and a half, 11. It's just, it's marginally more because that one had sent people to stop spending. And that causes a recession, that causes unemployment, all kinds of bad stuff happens. But oh, by the way, if you take the shortened 10 to Dion's point, all of this 90 day debt, a lot of their debts, 90 days that mm -hmm. has to be recycled will blow up. And then pretty soon your tax revenue is not enough to service debt. So then you create money to pay debt and all kinds of bad things happen. Mm -hmm. Not that you couldn't do that for a short time, like six months, but you wouldn't want that to go forever. And you really don't want that to happen, but mm -mm. It's, it's just bad. So again, I don't believe they have the stones. I think, I think rates, I think the front end going to, I don't know, 2% over the next couple of years is a given. Uh, I think them getting up to three and a half, four percent 4% is, is where this thing crumbles. But again, if they want to beat inflation, if that's true, and there's a chance that Paul, Jerome Powell wants to be Paul Volcker, because this is actually something I, I just, I'll get into here. It's a little bit of a rant. Right now, if Jerome Powell was not the Fed president anymore, all the history books for the end of time would call Powell the transitory Fed. And they would talk endlessly about him being wrong. Mm -hmm. Endlessly. Mm -hmm. He probably doesn't like that. Mm -mm. He is now looking at getting four more years. He knows it'll be his last four years. Mm -hmm. And he's like, how the hell do I get away? from being the transitory guy. Because mm -hmm. if he does nothing and he just, he's going to be the transitory guy. And right now he's looking at Paul Volcker going, people kind of revere that guy. Mm -hmm. right? He was brought out all the time as like the guy that did it, who had the stones. I think there's a small chance that he's going to come out swinging. That's why I keep calling for half a point, which two weeks ago, nobody was calling for. Now 30% of people calling for. So feel good about that. So, We'll see. Uh, I don't think he has. I I don't know. I right now I'm leaning towards him cleaning up his reputation because, I I mean, would you really want to be the transitory guy? Because what is Greenspan known for? He's the guy that said irrational exuberance, mm -hmm. right? That's what he's tagged with. You don't want to be that guy. So I don't know. It's just you can beat inflation. I don't think we can, but get ready. They're they're going to raise rates quicker than people think. They're going to sell assets, which really freaks me out because we've done that before and it hasn't worked. So if you're in the market, be careful. Even check out gold today. Gold is down because rates are going up. All these things are cross currents, very messy. I am happy to be sitting in cash, just waiting to see what happens. So at the end, thank you for letting me rant on a pivot. Dion, how can people find you? Well, before we get to sure. that, the, the, and this is an edu uneducated guess. So with your master's degree in econ, correct me if I get this guess <laughs> even close. The feds prop up the market by creating $120 billion a month to buy things in the stock market. We're starting tapering now. So by March, tapering will be tapered down to stop. But they created this money that doesn't exist to buy these assets that didn't have the value that they paid for them. And now they expect to be able to sell those assets for some portion of the value of the money that they created to buy the assets that didn't have the value so they could sell it now. Mm -hmm. how, how does that not end in a massive drop in value? Yeah, and oh, by the way, because they're bonds, it's a drop in value and a rise in interest rates. That is the bugaboo that I'm like, oh my God, how bad is this going to be? 
Yeah, because they don't have to make a profit. They can sell at a loss, which means a drop in value. It's so it that is the piece that's rising rates. I kind of planned for and in both we've all planned for and made adjustments over the last nine months. I was ready for that, but unwinding now nearly nine trillion dollars in excess assets on the Fed's balance sheet. I'll say it, it scares the hell out of me. It I am literally when I thought about that his his like his conversation yesterday. I'm like, holy shit, they don't, they don't have a plan. They put out a paper, which I tried to read and I couldn't understand. I'm like, you guys are talking out your ass. You have no idea what you're going to do. So yeah, I'm, I'm afraid. But how can people find you, Dion? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. Live streams are Tuesday afternoons, 4 p.m. And Matt, how about you? Mr. and Mrs. Lumberjack, live stream tonight, 8 p.m. on my channel. I think we'll be talking about 3D printed houses. And frozen bikes. And frozen bikes. We're going to at least start off with that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we got to just, we got to cleanse. Exercise the demon. Yeah, you got to exercise the demon. Yeah, I got to get that thing out. Yeah. Get it out. Yeah. Oh, this is crazy, crazy. Thanks, guys.